1: Was a goddamn saint. Who are you?
0: My name is Pearl. Well, there goes our big payday. She's just an innocent woman.
1: We ain't gonna sell her anything we do.
0: If you take me to my home, there would be a handsome reward. This way. To the brothel.
1: Gentlemen, please, make yourselves at home.
0: Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host Matthew Perkovich and this is episode number 285. Releasing on digital and video on demand on August 21 is The Pale Door, a horror western hybrid that focuses on a gang of outlaws that find themselves battling a coven of witches after a train robbery gone bad. Joining me now is a director and co-writer of The Pale Door, Mr. Aaron B. Coons. Aaron, I thank you very much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So before anything else, I really want to talk about the title of the movie and um, the beginning of the film you quote the Edgar Allan, um, Allan Poe poem, um, The Haunted Palace. Um, talk to me about that poem. What does it mean to you? Is that something that you had on your mind for a while and you always wanted to use as a title for a film? Or did that come come afterwards uh, when you're looking for something to, you know, to some influence as to what you will um, title your film?
1: Uh, well, it's obviously a kind of a combination of both. So, I mean, I'm just a spin Poe fan. I have a book of poems that I've had as a coffee table book for a long time. And The Haunted Palace was one that, that I'd revisited uh, many times. And the, the film was untitled for a while. And I remember I went back and I was just kind of, I, I wasn't trying to find a, a name. I just was, was reading it because uh, I enjoyed doing so. And then kind of came across and I loved, I, I just kind of loved the imagery of, of this poem about this, this town that's now become this like cave, you know, this kind of place of evil, and, and then what it can do to people. And it talks about how evil can overtake you and change you. And, uh, you know, this, and then there was such a creepy line of to laugh but smile no more. And this mm. idea of laughing without smiling was just so scary to me. So originally, I was like, Oh, the Haunted Palace. Why don't I just call this the Haunted Palace? And then, and then I was reading The Pale Door just kind of reminded me of The Pale Horse. And it just kind of had this Western kind of feel to it. And it was, written, it was in that same stanza. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to, and I I just told the team, I was like, guys, I I don't, if everybody disagrees with me, I'm not doing it. This this is not all the movie. (laughs) Like, I found it. We're going with it. It's perfect. Uh, And we're so excited to make it happen. And I think it's just so, it's wonderfully apropos to be able to put a Poe quote at the beginning of this movie um, for, for all those reasons. So yeah, I was delighted to make it happen.
0: And it's a great title as well. It brings about a real sense of mystery. I'm sure that's something that you wanted as well for your movie.
1: Absolutely. You know, this is something where, you know, there's even a line where he says, you know, we walked through the pill door and hell was our reward that we added later after I had found the title. And because I think there's just something about these journeys that you're going on and they don't, they don't know, they don't, I, I talked with the actors many times about how, look, you're just looking at the colors of the, of the threads and you have no idea what the pattern of the quilt is, you know, and we're, there's this, there's this overarching kind of thing going on here and, these these witches and these powers are kind of pulling strings in a way that you're trying to kind of figure out your place within it, and that mystery just adds to the elemental of nature of it, the the dread, the suspense, and what's there. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that that, that seems to to work with folks.
0: Um, it's such an interesting hybrid, the Western and in, uh, in this type of this type of horror movie. Um, interestingly, I, I mean, I was doing some research on yourself, and I came across this quote you had about. An analogy between outlaws and witches, the special connection that they have. Can you maybe um, talk about that a little more um, for my listeners, please?
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I didn't want this to be a, a good and evil, black and white kind of thing. Like, you know, you have these outlaws that are coming from all these different worlds, and it's like, why did they become outlaws? What caused them to go down this path um, and and to, to be, you know, live on the outskirts and to do some of the bad things that they do, and and what caused, like, what created riches? You know, it's like, well, if we're living in a world where riches really exist, what created them? And I started to find, I thought that there was a common thread of violence, leading to more violence, hate begets hate, you know, and that, and that just was a the theme that was you know, going on in our society and stuff that I was dealing with all the time. And obviously, even now it's reached such a pinnacle in what's going on. And I, I, I thought there were sensibilities there that were interesting to me to explore, where maybe, you know, these cowboys, you know, who come from all these different places and, like, what caused them to, to turn and what kind of violence in their life or what kind of neglected their life or what kind of strife in their life led them to this world. And then maybe, you know, and then I reappropriated the Salem Witch Trials like, well, these clearly weren't real witches, these were religious zealots who did not understand what was going on. What if their hatred, and all of the the ire that they had, and all the frustrations that they had in that, and they didn't know how to deal with it, because they were scared. They were scared of these people that were different than them. Hmm. What if there was a person who was watching that take place, watched a person get, you know, stoned, hanged, burnt at the stake, and then that person actually dabbled in black magic. And then next thing you know, the real witches were created out of that hatred, thinking they were real witches. And it becomes this, you know, confirmation bias in a way, this uh, manifest destiny, if you will, of kind of creating this this world. And, and I was like, wow, this is, it just became, it just got me really interested in something that was so much more than just cowboys versus witches, you know, in, in, that, in that aspect, and just kind of, I thought that they paralleled each other, and also men and women in many ways men underestimating the fortitude and the abilities of the women around them and thinking that they have all the answers that's there i thought there was something there also to explore
0: in the center of the film is this relationship between these two brothers um the dalton um, brothers um one played by zachary Knighton, he plays duncan and the other one is played by devon dreward is played by jake um you know at the end of the film, I was genuinely moved by their story. I really was um and I don't want to go into why because you know spoilers, et cetera, but when it came to that part of the story um do you did you also get any feedback in regards to just how moving that conclusion to that story was?
1: yeah, yeah, I mean look this is a this is a deeply personal story um in many ways, you know I think there's there's people who have to. The heroes that we have as, as younger children, you grow up and you kind of learn they may not be what you thought. I mean, that was me with my father. Mm. And I, I had to tell my brother the truth of our father at one point, which was very similar to the speech that Lester had with Jake in, in our own kind of roundabout way. Um, and then my brother has struggled with a lot of things that I've had to take care of him. Um, he's an addict, and... So there was things that I didn't even realize I was writing that story in that way. And then my co-writer, Cameron Burns was like, so, and this is just about your brother and your dad, huh? And, And I was like, Oh my God, it's just completely coming out of me. And I didn't realize it completely at that moment. So but, but then that was, that became the through line, you know, that just became the heart, the heartbeat of the film. And even though we do all these crazy things and, and it is cowboy and the G's, and there's all of this, you know, these fun set pieces and stuff that we do, we still wanted it to have a sentimental, you know, thread that, that existed. And, and we wanted it to be a, per, you know, this, this poignant story, hopefully at least that folks find it poignant, um, you know, about these brothers and about sacrifice and about, you know, making our own decisions and deciding—you know—how how, how we are going to live the life that we want to live, regardless of what has been out before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really glad that that, that, that resonated with you because it means—I mean—it means everything to me. So it's it's why I wanted to make the movie more first and foremost.
0: And um, just to get into a different part of the film, um, the witches themselves, the look of the witches, um, kind of like this kind of charred remains of, of, and very kind of monstrous look. I mean, there's so many ways you can go when you create a movie like this and that type of creature design. Um, did you have to go through lots of different type of... Uh, Um, ideas before you really settled on what you had or was that something that you really want to do? You want to go with a more kind of like a charred look, a more kind of a monstrous look compared to other movies that dealt with this material?
1: Yeah, I mean we did. So Becky Ingram and David Greyhouse were my my makeup team and they're they're wonderful. i worked with them previously on my first feature, Camera Obscura and you know i knew that i wanted to do something different so i love i love like royal dolls the witches and like mm-hmm. the when you know angelica houston reveals herself was always so scary to me as a kid and those elongated features the nose the ears and like that kind of typical look i thought was really great but then i also love just the idea of what witches could do the familiars the idea that they could um this this concept of like the the bathery, you know background of like bathing in blood to keep your youthful look yeah. and what that could mean. So I really, I really pulled from. It's an amalgamation of so many different aspects of witch folklore that I really liked. But I wanted a different feel. Like to me, if that that kind of that feature, like like I said in the world of witches, like they them running after the cowboys just didn't feel as scary. And then once I tied in the uh, the aspect of Salem and this idea that some were burnt at the stake. Well, and that could have potentially be their original their original form, you know, the last form before they kind of became these full witches, well then, that just allowed us to take that form, that Roald Dahl style um, that was there, was not just Roald Dahl, but but I think keep thinking of that film in particular, yeah. um, but that kind of style and look, and then as if they were burnt. And then that became really, really fun to do. Um, and it just, it just allowed us to add a little kind of glisten to them and also inexpensively, I mean, even though it took four plus hours of makeup to do them, it allowed me to have the same people play multiple witches, <laughs> which really helped. So you could like change up their look in the makeup because yeah. they were so covered, it was head to toe, four hour makeup jobs, that you could just change contacts, like certain aspects and features, and then you could get more witches out of limited number of actors. So that was kind of a trick that we did and it worked out really well.
0: Working with practical effects, what advantages are there, what advantages are there working with a practical effects as opposed to say computer generated stuff as a filmmaker, to be able to see, to be able to feel, to be able to touch what is happening in front of you as opposed to what it might look like later in post-production?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think the energy on the set is one of my favorite parts about it because you're making an indie film, you're working long hours, people are usually you know, wearing multiple hats, you're asking a lot of your crew, and when you get to pull off, and when it's a CGI effect, it just kind of looks goofy and you don't know how it's going to be and people don't really get excited about what's going on there's something beautiful when you pull off a gag and this crazy thing happens and everybody sees it and it gets everybody pumped up and they're like, Whoa, what is this movie going to be like? And it gets the crew who maybe not even haven't even read the script, some crew, you know, that happens many times. They're like, Whoa, this is exciting. And it just kind of reinvigorates people um, to kind of keep pushing through and make that happen and creates this kind of camaraderie. There's a, there's just a wonderful set feeling of pulling off a gag and seeing these things in person, it just, and also from the actor's standpoint too, I think they just, it allows, I think performances to stand out, it allows to get a more visceral reaction um, than when you're acting against a tennis ball or a person in a blue suit, you know, it's just a very different thing. So I'm a big believer in practical effects. The Thing is one of my favorite films of all time. And I go back and I think about those kind of feelings and looks and atmospheres and, and textures. And so that's something I always want to do in all my films.
0: Um, finally, I want to ask you know, when on the Western, such a rare opportunity these days, Westerns don't come around, around that often. When you flesh out your ideas, you have your script, and you know you're going to be working on a Western or a, or a variation of a Western movie, what was the one thing that you really wanted to do um, that's aligned with Western genre filmmaking that you did get to do, and what was that feeling like?
1: Rob a train. <laughs> Robert <laughs> train. I had, I mean, originally it was a stagecoach, and then we had everything out for the stagecoach robbery, and then our horse wrangler came in and said, Sorry, the horses can't run on this terrain um, at all. So we had to rethink it. And this is literally a week before shooting. Roman Dent, um, one of my producers, uh, Sean Talia, co producer, and my DP, we went to lunch, and a person got up who was sitting, and we were trying to just get game plan like, what can we do now? How can we figure out this big robbery scene? And it you know, I really wanted a big Western set piece. Yeah. And then somebody stood up in the back of their shirt it said Oklahoma Train Museum and we're like, whoa, what is that? And we looked it up and they had a steam engine train from from the eighteen nineties. It was actually like like nineteen oh three or so. So really close of era. Uh and it didn't work. We had to do get like a pusher and add some like digital smokestacks and we had to kind of, you know, make some things kind of work around it. But the fact that we got to to actually rob, you know, an of era steam engine train with a gang of cowboys i mean i i used to wear a bandana as a kid and pretend like i was robbing a train as a child so it's um you know for that to happen was a really really cool and surreal experience it's just again it's one of those set pieces where it's so massive and so amazing to be there in person and just kind of you just feel the energy um of that and it just again one of those kind of reinvigorating the crew moments you know and the train sequence absolutely did that
0: So for everyone listening, August 21 in theaters on demand and digital, The Pale Door, horror-western hybrid. Really recommend you watch it. Uh, Great cast, great film. And Aaron B. Coots, I thank you very much for your time today and congrats with the film.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and thoughtful questions and I look forward to talking to you in the future.